And welcome once again to Wandering Monster, the Monster Manual podcast where we don't just play test games, we stress test them. I am Charles R. Bernard. Ian Servas. Mr. Paschke, and with us tonight is... Astrid, I'm the uh, temp, temp worker. Yeah, so we Got are me on a subcontract? Yes. Yeah. That means you don't employees. have any workers' so, rights. We can just use right. your labor any way we want. You're not right. union. And you have to and you have to pay your own taxes. Like we won't pay your payroll taxes for it. Anyway, um, yeah, Astrid is here tonight as a very special guest. Astrid is a friend of mine, and we are welcoming her to a special night of plagues and pigs and all kinds of cool stuff. So, um, just a question. You guys were there for the 90s. Uh, do you remember or did you ever encounter an indie comic book called Oink? Just Oink, like the sound a pig makes? Nope. It sounds familiar. Nope. Who was the author or the illustrator? I forget the guy's name. He had an Italian surname, and it's like one of the most insanely well-developed and world-built comics that I've ever read. It's a dystopian future where half-human, half-pig hybrids work in public slaughterhouses, um, killing, like, full-pig pigs, until one, whose name is Oink, leads a slave rebellion of the pigmen uh, subclass against the, like, religio-fascist, capitalist, meat-eating uh, aristocracy of, of the this, like, dystopian society. If you're curious, there's oink.blog. Oh, really? Cool. Um, Yeah, I highly recommend it. And I also think that uh, it's worth noting that the 90s were a great time for pigs and pig men. Primus had the album Pork Soda. Mm, You had a lot of, like, yeah, fantastic album. And uh, even a good song. Um, You had a lot of, like, even uh, if you think about it, like, the orcs or, like, other sort of, like, goon creatures, the the way where they were drawn in the 90s was usually very tusky as opposed to very fangy. And tusks tend to be a boar or hog thing. Um, There's another thing that uh, I think is worth talking about with the game tonight, and that is plagues uh, that pass uh as they might from a pig to a human um from our real world experience into culture did you guys notice uh how many indie games uh especially after covid and the lockdowns uh started featuring plagues and plague related themes because um i have noticed that there are quite a few that do that uh sometimes in like yalgenbeck in the Merkborg universe or whatever sometimes in other places but I think it's fascinating that uh, one of the ways that we find release from you know plague-related concerns is that games that rely on plagues as a plot device. Uh, so pigmen, plagues, I'm all over the place like a John Baltusberger intro. Ian, save my bacon, would you? And uh, tie this all together by telling us what we are playing tonight. You know, when you say, save my bacon, that makes me think of, and this actually does relate to the story here, because this is set in, like, Victorian-esque England, a party game that mm-hmm. I played with friends called Squeal Piggy. Is anyone familiar? <laughs> no. Long in short, it's a parlor game in which a person is blindfolded, sat in a chair, and a cushion is put across their lap, and then people sit in that uh, blindfolded person's lap, 
and have to say squeal piggy three times and the blindfolded person tries to guess who's on their lap it's a lot of funny it's kind of like playing this sausage <laughs> game when you said save my bacon i just imagine you sitting in my lap squealing which does kind of sound like the uh, our average weekend, but that's a different story. So we are playing <laughs> Night of the Hogman, which is part of the T-Series, a uh, series of modules that run a fast and loose version of Blades in the Dark. And I think this one is a very evocative one. All of the entries in the series are a lot of fun, but definitely I think there is something special about this. So... The concept of this game is that in true in media res fashion, uh, you know, camera zooms in and we see that we have the player sitting in a stagecoach, which is barreling in the dark towards um, like you just left the city of Carlisle and you are heading towards Gatlock, which is a town in the north side of England that has been quarantined under mysterious conditions. Each of you might have a motivation to get there in quite haste, and that's kind of where we begin the action this evening. So that means then, without further ado, we need our cast to introduce themselves, and because we have a guest today, we need someone to step up and go so boldly first as to start this trend. Oh, hell, I'll do it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, as you know, as as is uh, written into my contract with Wandering Monster Incorporated, um, I shall go first. Tonight, uh, I will be playing the role of uh, Sir Shartle Pudgett, uh, whose Klaus is gouty industrialist, arguably the best kind of industrialist. Um, I'm a man of appetites, and uh, those appetites have drawn me here, and those appetites might draw you all into either... Uh, full-time employment or my digestive system depending on how i feel so that's me i love it well i guess i will go um i am playing mr todd wickle uh i am the royal disease collector uh so you know just normal hobby it became a profession it's it's normal to keep vials of other people's bile, pus, spit, <laughs> flakes of discolored skin that I scraped off of their head. I find it relaxing to go up to someone as they're in the hospital and as I caress <laughs> their flaking away, dripping, pus-filled flesh into a small little petri dish that i then put on my mantle and label with the date and the time that the person expired and the mouthfeel mm, the mouthfeel tangy and dry yet wet i'm almost imagining it and correct me if i'm wrong like your character's like dr professor farnsworth of disease collecting <laughs> Just liver spotted, just no like bedside mm. manner. <laughs> Two shreds, you say. Mm. Uh, this great is... goo, everyone. <laughs> Good news, everyone. I spliced two viruses together. Now we can die faster. Yep. will be what ends us. And third, but certainly not least, Lady. Katharina de Grope, and I'm a model. Do my little thing of 
and get luck. Up and get luck. Up and get luck. That's it's instantly what I thought of when I saw the the town name Gatlock, and that's been in my head all day, all day. I try to think about right said Fred at least once a day. Right, said Fred. Right, uh, haughty dowager, basically a, a meathead. <laughs> she has, or I have, I guess, basically nothing but muscles. Uh. <laughs> and you know, just just run around and beat people with a book of grudges, because that's how that's how she rolls. Best use of a book, yeah. Well, okay. So the you know, as I said, that this is kind of like an in media res that you will have caught the last mail coach out of Carsile. The horses themselves seem nervous. You and your fellow passengers are destined for Gatlock, a remote town under mysterious quarantine in the very north of England. The night seems to arrive too early and is terribly ferocious as driving sleet lashes at your carriage for most of the journey, and the bedraggled coachmen have to work their animals to the limit of endurance. You feel lucky to be inside the carriage compartment, though it's cramped and the jolting, lurching cabinets made sleep impossible. You pass some of the time by introducing yourselves. As a quick aside here, before we get thrown and pummeled into the action, uh, what's some of the small talk that the three of you might have being the three disparate persons that you are? Oh, so tell me about those bags under your eyes. Are you feeling under the weather today? <laughs> Just like a needle I comes out. Would like to get a sample if you don't mind. If I could just but a few fluid ounces. Um, I, I, I would cordially invite you to have a few fluid ounces of my pendulous buttocks, which uh, are, are inflamed. Um, I've never seen that my... shade of pinkish green before. Yes, it's lovely. I moon myself in the mirror daily and appreciate the sunrise-like uh, landscape of my own ass. I simply must have some of your skin. <laughs> I must. One of us is going to get hit with a book. Um, it's yeah, you. I, I, yeah, you're, you, you're welcome to. Uh... <laughs> this is it's, hardly appropriate conversation me. in front of a lady. <laughs> True, especially, but but then again, I'm an industrialist. We're well known for our uh, crass, um, you know, nouveau riche. Uh, what do you call them? Um, affectations like i'm just gnawing on a big old hunk of ham for example because more meat equals richer in this era um so i want everyone to know i'm so rich i can afford to just gnaw on a big old hunk of ham not I, even i hungry. care nothing for your dowager manners it's just status ham status ham status ham <laughs> status I mean, ham yeah let me tell you about my late husband who died uh, of a mysterious illness, a mysterious and sudden illness, uh, fever, sweating, nausea, diarrhea. I mean, that might 
also be the symptoms of arsenic poisoning, but uh, <laughs> it's just a coincidence. Just a coincidence. But anyway, I have to go up to Gatlock to uh, sort out some inheritance. You know, those symptoms aren't restricted purely to arsenic. There could have been a number of bacterial <laughs> infections in the spinal column. I agree. So? I'm imagining, uh, Pashki, you as having a, a face that is just, like, naturally a plague doctor mask. Like, you have oh, kind yeah. of a... Long, pointy nose, like, chin yeah. kind of coming yeah. to meet it. Yeah, yeah. How do, can awesome. you see my sketchbook? <laughs> that's what's already kind cool. of happening here awesome. uh, so by the way like fun real life fact uh in france and i think a couple other places at one point uh poisoning to get inheritance was so widespread that uh a particular poison i forget which one it was it was like easily sprinkled into food was referred to as inheritance powder. Yeah, it's arsenic. Uh, arsenic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but people would like poison um garments and like face powders and stuff. It was uh, it was a good time. Very auspicious indeed in this small clamp, you know, cramped quarters as you're barreling through a storm. Surely nothing at all will possibly go wrong with a, a poisoner, a diseaser, and a porkling. I just said I was <laughs> not a poisoner. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. I mean, allegedly not a poisoner. I thought I confirmed <laughs> that it could definitely have been a bacterial infection of the spinal column. You must uh, forgive uh, this uh, third-person uh, narrator. Truly, he is not omniscient. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy being called a porkling. I think that's great. <laughs> so as you were discussing your various reasons for going to this quarantine town, at the middle of the night, there is this sudden almighty crack that convulses the wooden frame of the carriage, and the entire compartment spins an abrupt 90 degrees, unfixed objects pirouetting around you. As the impact arrives, wooden shutters splinter inwards, followed by a violent spray of mud and stones as the carriage gouges along the wet road. The coach scrapes to a halt on stone. It's a bridge. Inside the cabin, there is stillness for a few moments. Though the icy rain hammers on, and some one of the horses picks up a horrid panic braying. But there's also another noise, a sort of shrieking, squealing sound echoing through the storm. And it's getting louder and closer. One by one, each of you stumble out of the wreck. The carriage has crashed along a bridge, partially blocking him. Only a single coachman remains standing. The other has been flung from the vehicle and lay stricken along the hooves of the horses. The standing man is pointing out into the dark behind the coach, rigid with fear. Hogman! Screams the coachman, fumbling to load a, a flintlock pistol. The hogman are abroad! He stares with wild eyes into the black. From yourselves! Uh, I arm myself. Uh, I already am armed with a giant hunko ham. 
And I don't have a, a ranged weapon, so I think I'm about as armed as I can get. I like that you were aiming, you were uh, arming yourself with a ham and not the meat cleaver. You can uh, knock two birds. Uh, you can feed and cleave. Yeah, I was actually going to ask if I can dual wield with the ham and the cleaver, um, if that's allowed. Uh, if so, I... I'd like to do that. If not, I'll stick to the ham. I would fully imagine that within the parameters of the game, that dual, like, effectively using two weapons independently would cost you a guts. So once we're in melee, and if you're okay with that expenditure, I'd say it's perfectly great for you to pummel and cleave hand in hand, because that goes quite long with the porkling persona that you are personifying today. Fuck yes. So I I have a syringe, but I also have a sandwich tin full of horrible parasites. Now, <laughs> if I'm am really I to, glad that we had you in that carriage, man. Like, that's... am I to understand that I am capable of putting the parasites in my syringe and then inject them into a living organism? That would be horrible indeed. But yes. I ready my syringe. Oh, it's like 50 cc's of, of, of tapeworm stat. Like just... Like, oh, no. 50 cc's of feces. Oh no, the yeah, tapeworms I'm, I'm saving for later. These aren't tapeworms at all. These are the kind of parasite that get into you, and then they propagate inside of your blood, tainting it. <laughs> what parasite is it that you've selected um, for your box of rare and delicious parasites? You know, we haven't classified it yet. It's brand new. <laughs> Avant-garde worms. Do you want uh, to wake lose up your fingers and then grow a new set? Yes. I'm trying so but hard not right to well, actually, right now. <laughs> I'm the disease nerd, so I'm like... Well, if you want to well actual me, I am all about this. Uh... <laughs> uh, well, actually, Go most ahead. parasites yeah. are very <laughs> slow-acting and would take several uh, months, if not years, to uh, do anything. I like, okay. I like the all fact right, that I right. misheard what you said instead of saying, um, actually, I thought you were saying love, actually, and I was expecting to burst into song, and this was not the response I was anticipating. No. <laughs> uh, Parasites the musical. <laughs> Although, uh, malaria is a parasite, so although that still would take days. Well, this is a new strain of parasite that uh, is fast acting, like liquid gel <laughs> capsules. <laughs> it's like fiber serpent worm, like on Adderall. Sure. Yeah. So fair point. Uh, normally not fast acting, but uh, uh, you know, they're normally also not pigmen. So <laughs> that's why I didn't want to will actually, but then no, I no, will I appreciate actually anyway. I appreciate a good will actually, as long as like you know, it was fun. Let's Astrid, can you imagine how lousy with prions a pig man's brain would be? Yes, 
Yeah. The worst of both worlds. <laughs> human meat and pig meat are like lousy with prions a lot of the time. Um, well, not a lot of the time, but you know. I lunge for my um, traveling case and pull out my book. It's a very large book because I have a lot of grudges. Four pieces of silver and some cloying perfume. And I take a piece of silver and I like screw up my eye and I take aim and I'm ready. I'm ready to throw a piece of silver <laughs> at ballistic speed. Lady Caterina, as cool. you have pulled out the book of yours, I need to know what is the last name that is in your book and the grudge that you're going to carry until it is fulfilled? Oh. Well, there's a woman up in, I'm just going to look at the PDF and find a random name. Bertha Breakwind, who I believe was my late husband's lover, and I must uh, take my revenge after, you know, he died naturally, so I couldn't, of course, take my revenge on him. Of course. <laughs> so, I see you're taking your solicitor's advice. Right. Um, so as it, it'll you be astonishing when she dies of natural causes before you can take revenge. I know. It's just well. So as you have been taking your luggage out of the cart and preparing yourselves for this onslaught in the dark, the sky is split by a streak of lightning. Three things happen near simultaneously. The first is that the surviving horse thrasses to its feet and it struggled to free itself from the shattered harness, plants a shoe in the spine of the un of the fallen coachman with grisly and crunchy consequence. You hear him screaming in the dark, but he's still moaning. So he still lives. The torch charges off into the night. The second is that the hills beyond are briefly illuminated, revealing them to be alive with pigs and hunched by people, creatures, creatures that are coming your way with haste. A cask of lantern oil is leaking across the bridge, spreading like a black rainbow. The standing coachman fires his flintlock into it, setting it ablaze and creating a temporary barrier between you and Horde a barrier that he is on the wrong side of save yourselves he screams um you think you see him draw pretty heavily on a hidden flask but the flames are pretty intense and you quite can't quite be too sure well, that would just oh. be nice of him to do such for us i i guess we should get a move on oh it's only natural yeah yeah he uh save it save a lady he, he died that his betters may survive as we all <laughs> are indeed all right i uh i collect my belongings including let's see i had something really heavy with me i think it might have just been a the piece. ham uh, oh yeah that was what was heavy yeah it's a big ass ham um yeah some discarded or assorted tools yeah meat cleaver so my assorted tools, um, nah, we got to get away from the bridge now. I'll worry about that later. Um, yeah, let's get out of here. So are the three of you leaving together? Is anyone stopping to 
uh, help the screaming coachman or do anything with the scene or are you skedaddling into the dark towards the direction of your initial destination? I believe. Oh, I forgot that the. Go ahead. Yeah, we should go. We should go see to the dude or I didn't realize he was on the same side of the blaze as us. Now, that is correct. Now, before you declare your actions, the thing that's worth mentioning is now from this point on for the rest of the adventure, you are on a clock. The clock is ticking down to a final confrontation. It is the Hogstorm Proximity Clock, or the Proximity Clock, if you will. At the <laughs> zenith of this clock is when you're going to be overrun with your porcine uh, barbarians. So any action that you take does advance the clock, and I will be keeping track of that during our play. So stopping and helping this man may or may not help you, but it will definitely be advancing the clock. So you need to weigh your actions for survivalism versus maybe something that might help you eventually, as this will lead to a siege scene. You're needing to know that in advance. You can see distantly... In the dark on the horizon is the outline of a lone church that you believe that you can make your stand. So, everything you collect. Hmm? Yeah, Charles Bernard Human would like to help the coachman, but uh, Sir Shardle Pudgett, gouty industrialist, gives no fucks and just wants to go um, secure himself inside the church. Yeah, you're an industrialist. This is a common man. I mean, why would you? Exactly. Me? Yeah. I'm, here I'm a haughty dowager. And besides, do you have any idea how hard it is to run in a skirt? I gotta get a head start. <laughs> You'll catch up to me. Yeah. The creaking of whalebone will precede us. We call out to the, the guy and just, we're going to the church now. If you make it there, we'll let you in. Ah, I might even. I can't feel my legs. Oh God! Start crawling. What am I? This might be broken. Thoughts and prayers. Um. All right. So no sooner are you off the bridge than you realize that the road itself descends into a shallow gorge cut by the river, leaving no alternative but the one before you. However, a church steeple glints in the moonlight much further down the valley. Perhaps you can reach it, barricade it, and ring the bell to summon help before the horde is upon you? Perhaps. But it is some distance. A ragged and complicated countryside lays in the way. As you are beginning to run in the dark, the first thing that you see up this meandering path and to your left is what looks to be like an old mill. It is derelict looking from the outside, completely choked in ivy, and there is a yellow X that has been slapped on it with wet, dripping paint. You can see something sharp, shiny, metallic, catching a little bit of the moonlight in the upper window. The path meanders a, further down towards the church. That's a plague marker, so the question would be whether the people inside are dead and or still contagious, if even if dead, you know? 
I think it's worth our time to go in for a number of variables. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, I kind of want to let Bug Guy play a little bit. Um, Haughty Dowager, do you want to let uh, our friend have a little fun inside this plague house? Sure. Plague Doctor okay. runs past me, and I'm like, where are you going? He's just skipping. Tra la 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 la. <laughs> going to the X. The X marks the spots, my friends. We should go in. I'll no. go inside in case there's anything valuable or, you know, sellable. Now, from here, well, the other thing that you'll need to know is that. We are going to start requiring you to roll for your actions. So you have your four basic stats, and there are on your character sheet some sample types of information that you may or may not want to kind of glean from a scene. Or in your case, it sounds like you might just want to be charging right in. Are you, Mr. and everyone pronouncing it as Todd uh, Wickle, uh, are you going to just be kicking in the door and advancing, or are you stopping to investigate this before proceeding into this supposed plague house? Oh, yeah. Wickle would get to the door, um, look at the X, take a deep... Uh, examine the situation, <laughs> and then wrap his, his bony fingers onto the, the door. Hello? Is there anyone alive inside? So you are knocking then? Yeah, I'm knocking. Okay. Uh, roll me a wit check. So for you, that's 2d6, and you, um, you pick the highest result unless you have multiple sixes. Uh, so I rolled 2d6. I got a three was my highest. Okay. So there is a peal of lightning, and you don't think you you can't really hear anything outside the door. So clearly, everyone must be dead inside or that, festering. I hope they're festering inside. It'll make collecting my samples all the easier. I turn the knob to open the door. So as you open the door, um, you are surprised by not a person who is dead and or dying of a plague, but a blood dripping out of their tucked fang mouth hogman that throws himself at you, having been alerted by the knocking at the door. Uh, he squeals and then he attempts to gore you with his tusks, and though you can see something shiny in one of his grubby little paws. Uh, so, I, uh, I would like to stab him in the eye with my large syringe full of the before-mentioned fast-acting uh, parasites that I have. Okay, great. So the first thing that's going to be happening is because you rolled a three on uh, knocking and doing your wit initial wit check here, um, that means you failed it and you have a consequence. The consequence is that you're being attacked by the Hogman. Okay. So the, uh, I need you to roll me a brawn check to defend yourself. And if you fail that, then you're going to be taking a pretty grievous wound from being gored. So for you, you have zero in your bronze, so you're rolling 2d6 and taking the lowest result. That's unfortunate for me. 
It is indeed. That's four. We can help, right? Okay. So you rolled better than you did before. Yeah, I rolled a five okay. and a four. So this is a complicated success. So it means that you're going to succeed dodging out of the way, but you're going to take some small consequence. Any time that you're going to be taking a consequence from one of your actions, you can always soak that with guts. So let me know if you want to soak part of this bad result with guts or take it like the plague investigator that you are. So my guts is currently a zero slash seven. Does that mean I have no guts? Or... That means that once you hit seven guts, you fall into hysteria. Okay. So you're spending guts or raising your guts. In so I have question. seven guts total. I have used zero of my guts. Correct. Cool beans. Yeah, I'll use a guts. Okay. So the partial consequence to this is that as you dodge out of the way of the port, like this hogman's attack, he has this very like jagged like uh sorry like like knife in his hand that looks like the part of his broken off so it's particularly jagged so it would graze you on your arm so if you don't want to take that initial wound what you would need to do is roll a second bronze check take the worst result from that three so be six minus three it would take you three guts to not take a wound from this interaction so you spend mm. three guts and you completely throw yourself out of the way as this pig man becomes just barrels forward out of the door squealing uh the other two of you shuttle and katharina you can see that there are scraps of flesh hanging from this hogwin's mouth and its beady little eyes are completely bloodshot it brays and squeals at the sky as after its charge runs short of goring you, uh, Mr. Todd. Uh, it eyes the three of you uh, looking to, to attack next. So we will do this round robin, um, looking at the initiative as set by the screen. So that's going to be starting off with Katarina, moving then to Shortle, and then lastly again, Mr. Todd. Okay. Uh, well, I already have my book in hand. Are you going to apply a grudge, begrudgingly, yeah. or enthusiastically? <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I have a whole book for grudges, so clearly it's enthusiastically. So that is I, All right. so I just had three brawn, which is a lot of brawn. And I bet That's correct, so... that I will still get a terrible roll. <laughs> if you're ever worried about that, you can use your special ability. Oh, I got a six. Well, I got How many six sixes or just one? Just just one. Okay, great. So you are successful. You wallop it as it's looking kind of confusedly after kind of missing uh, Mr. Todd. You have this this very thick dollow thud that sounds so much like when your heart quickens when you write all those nasty, terrible things in that book. <laughs> you kind of hear that full crack of the skull and it just fills you full of malicious glee. Um, so for you, I would say that that book by itself is one effect because it's just a book and not like a sharp or like a huge instrument but the fact that 
you got a six on that. That's a second layer of effect. So you have done two levels of damage to the hogman, and you can see one of his eyes kind of spins wildly as he picks the other one on you as if he is seeing stars. Um, that puts you next in initiative, Mr. Shortle. Sorry, Sir Shortle. Give him the ham. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna hammer him really hard. Uh Ooh, my Lordy. giant haunch. Yeah. <laughs> um and let's see, based on my shit, I have my strength is also pretty good at now are you wanting three. to dual wield like you were saying previously, or are you just doing a single oh, yeah. No, I just for this for this encounter, I think I'm just gonna hit him with the ham. Um I like the poetry of pork on pork violence. Pork on pork action. Never pork reported enough in the media. Never enough porking going on. Uh, and is that 2D or 3 that I roll? 2D6 that you're rolling, and you're uh -huh. picking the highest results. If you get multiple sixes, you just let me know. Uh, would you believe uh, Snake Eyes? I I actually would. So the pigman being kind of walloped and having a senses knocked, the first thing he does is you can see his nostrils flare and he looks at you and he looks at the ham on the bone that you're holding and he looks back at you <laughs> and he squeals and he throws himself on you. Um, and you see that he's about to gore you with one of his tusks. Uh, do you want to take the wound from that or do you want to absorb that with guts? I want to absorb that with guts. You know, when hogs oh. gore people, they go for the uh, the genitals. So, yeah, I, I I don't want to take one in the in the crotch. Um, so you're gonna do the same thing. Roll two d six, take the highest result, and we're gonna subtract that from six. And we've got a five and a two, so five. Okay, so you spend one guts and you toss yourself out of the way. Um, just at the, the nick of time, uh, the pig squeals in frustration as his targets keep moving from him. And you can see like his eyes getting squintier and more and more bloodshot uh, as he's throwing himself into a frothy rage. Uh, Mr. Todd, uh, you just barely avo avoided being gored and yes. kind of have this... What now, do you do in this situation? Now can I stab him in the eye with my syringe? Please. Are you targeting the eye specifically, or are you saying that poetically? Look, my goal <laughs> in game and in real life is to hit this thing in the eye. Whether or not that actually so, doesn't happen, it's up to the, the dice. No, no, no. I get it. Shoot for the stars and you'll hit the moon. You know? Yeah. <laughs> The reason why I'm asking is that you can do an action called push yourself, which is spending two guts to add a die to your pool. Since you have zero in your brawn, you can spend two guts to at least get one die as your brawn to try to sh uh, shoot him in the eye. So do you want out of my seven, I've used three, giving me four total left, and I would use Correct. two, leaving me with two. And we're in our first encounter of the game. Yes. <laughs> Can you get guts back? 
good valid question so uh in this case because you're under pressure the entire time you're not going to be in an opportunity where you can get guts back and there aren't any other characters in your party that can give you the ability to moderate that however before you commit to an action what you can do as a party is playing strategically someone else can spend their guts to support you with their action to put you in a more favorable position so basically they can spend guts on your behalf but you're also operating on a small pool once you go into you spend all your guts and you go into hysteria that really colors your action it doesn't remove you from play it just means that you're going to be operating in a position that uh, is not optimal which is basically crazed panicking catatonia constant screaming other things that make it very very difficult to do normal actions and it, it incapacitates you moderately moderately bad so long story short if i run out of guts my party might be able to help me or i just go a little nuts yes and all right <laughs> so I'm so do you want to or you just want to stab without spending guts you can certainly do so i'm gonna you know what i'm, I'm feeling frisky i'm gonna use those two extra those two guts <laughs> add an extra die to my pool so that's in this case that is making it one d so instead of you rolling zero at disadvantage you're just rolling one die all right so instead of rolling feeling frisky instead of rolling two dice and taking the worst result you're rolling one die and that's deciding your fate okay somehow this feels like a worse decision <laughs> no statistically no mm-hmm Mm -hmm. It sounds like you're about to start right. going into a Baltusburger right, Baltusburger. Nope, yeah. nope, nope. <laughs> nope. John bargains. Pashki just ignores the dice roll and hopes we forget that he was in the middle of a turn and we move on with our lives. Oh, what did you roll? I need to know. I rolled a three. If you look at the results chart, that means you fail and there are bad consequences, period. Sorry, period. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I, I want to know what sounds me. like the better, worst result to come out of here. Is it a frisky goring or is it a oopsie that needle is turned inward and I'm injecting myself full of parasites? Uh, which Ooh, would you I prefer? I mean, on a long enough timeline, it was bound to happen eventually. Yes. yes. The boring or the parasites. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, the parasites. Great. So awesome. you can spend more guts to prevent the parasites from going inside you or you can just raw dog it and fill yourself full of your frisky little friends mm. <laughs> ah, i feel them moving inside of me oh. Ah. <laughs> ah they're coursing through my blood i well. just read a novel that basically had that this exact scenario as the premise the parasite you know Taking over your brain thing. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. I'm about okay. to start a future Yeah. So then, in that case, uh, I would say, and 
since you said this would be a pretty fast acting bad thing. I said that, but, you, you know, I'm not running the game, so you can overrule what I said. I was just going to ask if you think this is one or two points of damage. Uh, it's probably two, let's be honest. That's what I was going to say. I wanted to give you a fair out. Uh, so you take two points of damage. Now, that yeah. means that you have fulfilled one full level of damage, so you are going to be rolling uh, with one less effect on your results so basically if when you're doing damage it's a little bit less once you make a success it's a little bit less uh also as like a 15 second roll spot what are the symptoms that you're having can people see things squirming under your skin or things rupturing from your nose and anus and your ears like what's happening here well uh so the color which was already a jaundice yellow is now more of a green tinge uh sporadically you see his veins kind of not like all at once bulge out like there's something big moving through a large blood vessel and oh. it just follows along where that would be and kind of like like his like his eye at some point will change color and like be darker and then it'll just clear back up <laughs> so we it's definitely need to add some trigger warnings here for people. Well, yeah, well, this seems normal to me. To you, so the hogman, uh, now that it being its turn initiative, uh, turns and sees the three of you, um, and is going to turn and. Uh, put his head down and charge towards the one person has actually laid a finger on him, and that is you, Lady Katarina. Uh, you see this hogman barreling towards you. What do you do as your reaction? Oh. I mean... Oh, wait. I wonder if that would work. Didn't you just, like, body slam him? I thought you were, you know, built like a... A wrestler. A brick shit house in a corset? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> her never assumes what a lady is underneath her corset and or petticoat. Well, imagine I the never prow would. of a magnificent boat. You yeah. know, heavily, heavily constructed and very top heavy. I'm I'm imagining that picture that Victorian woman who has like that heavy bodice on and she is leveling two teacups upon her uh her protrusions her her cleavage protrusions I don't know where that came from <laughs> that's a thing somewhere no. I mean that is a very not Victorian thing that a lady would do but since we're in 1780 it's fine Every so often, he says how vanilla he is, and Colton <laughs> breasts protrusions, buddy. I was trying to think. When you see that picture, it's not really guy. like the, 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 it's not really so much a bust as it is like a slab with some cleavage in it, but then there's teacups on top of it. it so it's like two hams with a teacup on top. <laughs> a little bit like this is an actual picture and i'll have to show it to you after we play uh i'll, I'll make sure we put it in our post-production but uh oh, someone would be familiar <laughs> okay so that being said uh, what was what is the course of action you were taking um 
well, I'm going to brick shit house a book at him. <laughs> I'm going to. All right. So wallop with the book again. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. I think brick, brick shit house being used as a verb is awesome. <laughs> brick shit house that guy. <laughs> oh, okay. A one, a four, and a six. The six takes it. So you take the corner of your book, uh, which I'm assuming has like a little bit of a metal edge to it, and you drive it in his temple. You actually cause his eye to like sink inward with the pressure as you dent its skull. And it makes this pathetic sound, which isn't quite a squeal as much as a squirtle, uh, as uh, <laughs> it like collapses to the ground, frothing at the mouth. Its tongue so lulling as it begins to convulse. Uh, it is down for the count, and you can actively hear it hemorrhaging. Awesome. <laughs> I make sure it doesn't get on my skirt. Is that another grudge you put in the book? Uh, if any blood splashes on me, absolutely. <laughs> I think that's one grudge that's already been avenged. It's like comes pre-avenged, you know? I mean, down for the count sure. means toast, right? Yeah. Oh, you think so? You want to kick him? Yeah, let's kick him. <laughs> uh, he's definitely, definitely dead. Okay, cool. So, um, you, in the very distance beyond the bridge from which you came, you can hear the sound of, like, squealing, and you hear the sound of one gunshot. Sounds like that could have gone better. <laughs> On the other hand, um, didn't you say it was a flintlock? Yeah. So he's got one. I'd be one very round. surprised to hear a series of flintlock blasts. Because that would imply that there was like a whole militia on the bridge. It takes like a full minute to reload a flintlock, I think, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, it does. If you're really good, it might take 45 seconds, but I've only fired on him. That's true. So, yeah. So, I've fired one. I've never loaded one, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's dead, and the hordes are coming. So, uh, do you still want to go inside and get your samples? Or, um, you think that Dr. was the only one? Um, ah, that's also a good question. Could I do a medicine check or something on myself to, you know, unparasite me? I'm an expert <laughs> on parasites. Right? So for, I'm imagining that you just do something like you like plug your nose and blow like that mm. when you depressurize your sinuses and just like worm <laughs> squirt from like every pore. Okay. I, I just finished my companion. Pardon me, madam, but I need to borrow one of your teacups. And I neti pot the the teacup so that the parasites come out. <laughs> Sounds like you're you're kind of turning into a Play-Doh fun factory. I mean, that's the result of the parasite. <laughs> also within the Discord, I have put the picture of the teacup woman for reference. So Excellent. the from here, you're not seeing any other movement in the doorway to this old mill. And it seems relatively quiet. Again, there's kind of like a little bit of a storm around you and the 
you know, a tidal wave of hogmen in the hills making terrible ruckus, but uh, you think it's quiet inside the mill. If you want to make a wits check to, like, double check, you're welcome to. Otherwise, you can go in or advance further towards the church. Well, my friends, this did not go as I expected. I will leave our venture up to you. Also, here's your teacup back. My situation has been resolved. I would like to apologize to Ian for protrusions, for making fun of him for that. Because having seen the picture in question, there's really right. no other word for it. Okay. Thank you for vindicating me. Like it's 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 just like a, it's like a ninety degree. I don't know. Like we'll put it's this very. Or, it's like a sculpture, if, you know. Uh, they runway, they just runway. yes. Yep, for the people who are missing audio only version, if you I'm just. Gonna... I'm Google Victorian woman with teacups me. on chest. You will see the one picture right, in sepia right. tone. All right, everyone be quiet <laughs> for like two seconds. I'm going to go to camera, I think, four. Uh, no, no, that's the wrong thing. Camera four. I think. I th camera I th four. Got it. There it is. Okay, okay. No one can hear you. They can only hear me. I am putting my thing on the screen so that all the Twitch streams can see teacup lady. There it is, uh, uh, the world. That's that's a protrusion, and I was wrong. Transition yeah. <laughs> us back to everyone else. Okay, that cool. mattered. That was important, and it um, was. I hope John we, we cleared not Ian's edit that good out. name. Yeah. yeah. No, no, because we cleared I'll Ian's good name on my own. So, <laughs> as a group, are you wanting to advance inside the old mill? Well, mm. I have literally zero wits, so I'm willing to go inside. You want to go in first? Sure. It's all Great. gross and bloody out here. The question I have is, do you write an entrance, an entry into your book specifically about hogmen, or mm -hmm. uh, does that wait to be seen? Hogmen, definitely on my shit list, because they crashed my carriage. Yeah. Into the book it yeah. goes. And I have so, to run, which, you know, a haughty dowager does never not like fun. to do. Yeah, yeah, of course yeah. not. The Lady Katarina, nor, as you nor does a gouty industrialist, by the way, <laughs> like to run. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Lady Katarina, as you advance inside the old mill, you smell all the dusty grains, a bit of mildew, a little bit of. Ergot uh, kind of uh, pricks your ears. Um, <laughs> and as you kind of get a scene from this, you see things that are typically in like a house in the mill, like in this, just everything is strewn around. But there is a staircase without banisters leading up to the upper balcony where you originally saw something glinting in the windows. You can search here for anything that might be useful in the siege to come, or you can go up the stairs and try to find out whatever that thing was. Shiny thing. Mm, shiny, 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 yeah, shiny thing. All right. So as you make your way up, you see on the upper floor of this uh, mill, there is this mangled, uh, just partially skinned human corpse. 
it's just been mauled beyond all recognition and you see the glinting object which like you even see like it's bloody finger trips as if it's reaching for it in its final moments um is a arquebus um set as up as if for sniping and next to it you can see an arquebus it's like it is for sniping (laughs) sorry yeah long bore um you know rifle back in the day uh so you see there's oh, okay. next to it there's uh pouches of gunpowder and uh flasks of distilled alcohol hmm. flasks of distilled alcohol there is a you scope should bring them all does anyone know how to use a gun can anyone use the gun Funny. All you, you have to do trigger. is point and squeeze the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so is anyone taking it? Uh, I think it would be great for the siege to come. So yeah, like I'll throw it over my broad gouty back and gather up the necessary stuff and take it with us i'll grab the alcohol i might (laughs) need that to sterilize my syringe (laughs) yeah any other searching or anything else we're doing in here um can i look Um, for any diseased but it didn't sound like there was any so it's probably just waste time and we're on a time crunch never mind ignore me I'm assuming that the mangled corpse is the work of that um, pig man, so that's not anything, you know, too abnormal. So, yeah, let's book it to the church or continue to book it to the church. I think there's probably more to come. So as you make your lie along the uh, the path, you can hear the sound of, of the hogs, and you know that the hogmen are coming. As you take this meandering path, you see that there is a landslide that's created a natural choke point. There are two weary and bedraggled soldiers occupying a barricade here. Um, as they see you advance, they stiffen their posture, and they hold their rifles at attention. Hello, gentlemen. It is I, the court disease collector. I need to get to that church for official business, if you don't mind. Sir, we are under official orders not to let any citizens... (laughs) As are we. What, what, What was that, Lady Katarina? Out of my way. She said out of my way. Yeah. Out of my way. Yeah. Um, She's just going straight at him. Yeah. Uh, They will have to shoot me. The second soldier stands in front of you uh, stoically and holds, you can see digging his heels in as if to absorb your charge. Do you run into him? Yes. <laughs> the unstoppable Crunch. object, uh, or the unstoppable force meets the unstoppable object, and there is a fumph crunkle. Um, 
So I need you, if you're trying to bowl him that over. That sounds like bowl... a surname, by the way. Yeah. Crunkle. I was Fumpf thinking like a, a brand of breakfast cereal from the 50s. somewhere. <laughs> Katarina, Enjoy will you roll me a Ron check? Of this this breakfast. If you can bowl him over. Okay. The other soldier screams, we're not supposed to let any citizens through. I'm not a citizen. I'm a dowager. Civilian. One, six, and three. So I am. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Six Uh, again. So you just take this waif of a man holding a rifle and you just (laughs) push him out of the way. The other soldier just looks aghast at a woman striking a man in uniform. Unheard of. As I said, I am not a citizen. I am a dowager. <laughs> and I'm going. I think I, at this point, I'm going to yell uh, something to the effect of like uh, a gigantic horde of pigmen are coming. Run for your lives and see if that works. Um, yeah, so at that point, well, you've knocked one way out of the, you know, bowled one over the other one. It's like looking aghast as you're running through. Um, are there any other interactions before you leave them all in the dust? No, I follow my friends. Oh, we're friends now, huh? We've been through a lot together. That's I true. borrowed your breast cup. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, howdy. Protrusion cup. Centipedes uh, in my breast cup? Uh, old like the internet thing. meme there. Further down the valley, you see someone. Um, you have a hard time exactly seeing because they're thrashing around in the upper limbs of a tree as the there's a gang of raging hairy pigs circling frantically are on the base of that tree trying to scramble up on their little beady hooves these little little hooves and he's calling for help um so you could see that you could easily run past this because the hogs are enraged and clearly f- focus on him or you could stop to help how important does he look uh, well, you have Is a he hard time. Ex- well, does he have a nice accent when he's calling for help? Yeah, does he uh, look diseased? He seems to be wearing a uh, like a suit, a dark suit of some kind, and their hair is greased back in like a weird pomp kind of thing. And the disease level. Uh, they look weird. You're not exactly sure if that's just uh, phrenology doing all the talking or if uh, they're actually diseased. Yeah, I vote screw them. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, that's why I go by. You should look out. They're pigmen afoot. you hear squealing and cursing as you uh run past and you hear the chomping of many mouths uh the road continues to meander and you see that there's a covered wagon that is 
when one wheel over a cliff edge, there's an ox that's attached to the wagon that's chewing idly upon a tussock of grass. And beside it are standing, looks to be like a young married couple or just a young man and woman. Um, they wave over you uh, for, for aid. Um, but you can look and you can see that like as this thunderstorm is rolling above you, that any one of those center claps could spook that ox and send the whole cart over the edge. I think we've established that this is not our problem already, right? Yeah, I think we're that, I think we're that party. Uh, yeah, we're that party who yeah. doesn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah, This is sorry, not me guiding you. This is not me telling you anything because time is a resource and so are your actions. You also want to get as much supplies and fortification as possible for the siege. Whether it's from these encounters or not, it's up to you. So do what you want if you don't want to. That's a good point. It's a whole wagon. Um, let's see if we can get this over with quickly. Do not read into my words here. It would be for any of these encounters along the, to the church. Yeah. So go with your gut. My gut you says it seems like a delicate and difficult process that would take a lot of time. Mm. But I don't. Yeah, know. I mean, my my immediate solution would be to just cut through the rope with the cleaver and salvage what we can. But you know, um, that wouldn't be much. So. Yeah, like, let's pass on this one, maybe, and see if we can't just ransack. We did get the sniper rifle out of the first place, so we're not coming up zeros so far. Let's let's keep trucking. As you continue past, you hear the one woman speaking to the young man saying, Huh, they didn't even stop. Huh, how rude. <laughs> what? They must be Protestants. Oh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as the road <laughs> continues to meander towards the church, you can see that there is an old farmhouse just hanging on the side of a hillock, and you see that there is a lantern glowing in the upper window. Someone must be home. You want to stop or continue along this road, and you see it dips down towards a dark forest or a dark something uh, down below. We need that lantern. Yeah, and if there's someone home, we can tell them to go help the, the young couple that we, we passed. <laughs> Make it their problem. Yeah. It is I go and I go and bang on the door of the farmhouse with my giant ham, so it's kind of a thwop 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 noise. Beating your meat? Ah. Mm -hmm. Yep, beating my meat. All right. As you do so, a man that looks very jaundiced, but with sunken eyes and disheveled hair, Go suspenders on. and overalls at the same time, uh, answers the door and just looks at you like these kind of this sunken eyes and goes, yes. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I can I can see this getting pretty sexy between these two. Shh, you're ruining the moment. Let me palpate your liver. What are you doing on my farm? 
Oh, my friend, your farm is about to become overrun by pigmen. Yeah, the hogmen are coming. Come with us to the church where we will all barricade ourselves and be safe. Oh, no, 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 no. The, the master has plans for me. I'm stay put here. If you want, you can use my cellar. People don't know about it. It's, it's under the floorboards. Would you You'll say, be safe. Would you say what what you know what what you said you know what mr bernard charles uh, i'm i'm just contemplating taking him up on the offer even though i know it would go horribly <laughs> it might be fun to get killed in a cellar you know i find this chap endearing i just want you to know that <laughs> i don't see anything wrong with him seems adorable to me <laughs> It's gonna... secret. It's a secret cellar. You'll you'll be safe. Is it secret to everybody? Except uh, everyone with the master, but he knows. He knows everything. <laughs> All right, that's that's enough out of this guy. I I am going to hit him with my ham. Um, that's enough. <laughs> Surprise ham attack. Yeah. And this time I will double wield with the meat cleaver. So... Hopefully she is attacking this innocent farmer just dual wield. All right, spend me sound very innocent to me. And you're gonna roll. No, he's talking about wrong. the master and his secret cellar. Okay, yeah. what am I rolling? Now? Is he a goat guy? Uh, so um, you're gonna is he is he working for Manos? <laughs> you all know now because we gotta get a ham, and a ham cleaver. So you're gonna. So let's we'll do this kind of uh, order of operation. So first, making your first brawn attacks or shardle. So that's gonna be two d six. Pick the highest result, and then we'll handle your second attack. All right. So the first one is a five. Is the high one. All right. So you're and successful. The that there one. is like a consequence. And then spend the guts, and you can make a second attack. Ah, okay. The second one's high is two. What if I want to spend another guts to? Uh, can I re-roll one of if them? If you want to, instead of taking that result, you can use your special ability where if you burn two guts, you can launch your considerable mass into them to flatten them. All right, I'm gonna do it. Two guts to knock them flat. All right. Okay. So. You're going to take a partial success, and then you're going to flatten him. So basically, um, you wallop him with the ham, and there's this kind of dull thud clang sound as you hit him above the head, which seems weird. Um, he shoves a hand out to grab you by the throat, uh, and you feel him kind of crunching on your windpipe, so you take one point of damage from that. But then you just roll with it, Steven Seagal style and just land on top of him and crush him. Um, Is that so, what Steven Seagal does? Well, normally he would like, jujitsu is throwing someone else using their body oh, weight against yeah, okay. them. And I'm saying you're leaning into that. But Steven Seagal has also gained a lot of weight in his non stardom and uh, his conspiracy. <laughs> so I figured that was a little bit of a, a little play there. So you just are going to basically doing three levels of damage upon him and he gets one on you. So you get one damage, he gets three, and he is just 
foaming at the mouth, like white and yellow flecked sputum as he's just like screaming bloody bad as well. The master, save me! <laughs> what colors were the sputum? Red and white. Uh, tinged, so that could be something mm. you can get something of. You hear uh, something else from inside the farmhouse, like a shrill, Shut up, you damn fool! This is what you get! <laughs> you see well, a, a woman good. come into to view uh, apron, just fouled with many layers of molding flour. Just hair, just all kind of disheveled, saying, you know, That's... That's that's it. You you just stay down there. You let this nice young man crush you to death. That's that's what you deserve. <laughs> you let these nice people crush you to death. <laughs> Lovers spat I see. Mm. I haven't talked to this damn fool in ten years because he's all master this or I have to do all the farming that he hasn't. Ten years, he hasn't done his duties as a husband. He's dead to me. <laughs> Love is spat like Kill I him. said. I have some advice I could give you. Yes. Is <laughs> <laughs> he thing? Tell uh, me. Uh, rat poison <laughs> often has a lot of arsenic in it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's in this this knife. Uh huh. So long, arsenic. Can I just? She's looking at you for She's advice. For Sorry, like, uh, yeah, you were. Just, I couldn't hear most of your sentence. So I, I said, no "Oh, is there a lot of arsenic in this knife? Will this work?" No, but yes. Good enough for me. She just stabs him in the neck. <laughs> All right. She throws off her wedding ring and says, I'm free. How, how old right, is she? Cool. Enough. How old am I? Some. Enough. Enough. Two, two. So I see you're now single. Yes. Yeah, let's... Uh... <laughs> While he's flirting with her, I'm I'm just gonna say like hog men are coming. We're all gonna die unless we get to the church. I'm going to grab the lantern and I I, I make for the lantern. Do you want some of this food? I've I've baked some pies. Oh. Oh, that's awesome. You should come with us. Bring them. Um, come with us and be safe. And we'll eat pie and shoot and, pigs. And come with us. She grabs we... this really large pie. And it has like this weird, overly glazed double dutch kind of topping, but like in the middle of it, where you make the vent hole for the pie, is a tuft of hair. Gross. <laughs> it's, a hair it's a hair pie, huh? I picked this one to keep the witches away. <laughs> cool. That'll uh, that'll keep the witches away. So, Isn't there a pigment the important? Um, I imagine they have some sort of uh, like shaman cast. Um, you know, she definitely not no. 
as you uh, get ready to leave the house, she goes, just a sec, I don't grab some things. Um, she quickly puts together a bundle where you see like a pitchfork, a couple of planks, another hairy pie thing that she like tenderly <laughs> wraps up, some apples, and then wraps it around a donkey and says, all right, let's go. Nice. Uh, actually, uh, oh. she said, oh, can I borrow that lantern for just a second? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's her lantern. I'm, I'm happy she to give it back to her. For... Burning oil on top of the corpse of her still cooling husband. <laughs> and says, no, let's go. Burn it all. all. Right. I approve of this woman. <laughs> yeah, dude, she belongs in our crew. She she is a ride or die. I love it. I What's also name? approve. Yeah, what, what is her name? When someone doesn't call you a name for over 15 years and not been touching over 10, you forget your name. So oh. 15 years since the name was uttered, 10 since physical intimacy. Yes. Would you like a new name? <laughs> Esmeralda. You're Esmeralda now. Oh. I like it. That's a lot of syllables. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's so a this... lot of syllables, and I don't got a lot of teeth. You can wrap my ass if you want. <laughs> the, the donkey, like, there's still room for someone to sit if anybody wants. She goes, this road, it leads into the bog. It's, uh... It's not good. My husband, my ex used to say it was real bad in there because there was a worm. Uh, you gotta be careful of the worm. Is there, cool. Is there a way around it or no, circumvent the, said worm? No, the worm. All right. The worm knows. Well, I, I guess we're going to go slay a worm. Oh, okay. <laughs> she like grabs the handle of her pitchfork. Well, hell it's yeah, work out great. Um, we got an NPC on our side. That's great. Into the bog we go. I like the flavor Texas. Oh no, the bog. Um, so as you move into the bog, this black water rises to meet you, sucking at first your boots and then your shins and then your knees. The place smells fetid like so much rotted vegetation and then also the carcasses of things that have gotten caught in said rotting, sucking vegetation. It's the only way to reach the, the church from this path that's the straightest uh, version. And you can see something moving underneath the fetid waters, something that glints and glistens in the fading moonlight. Uh, and we still have the lantern, right? Yeah. Oh, yes, and the lantern light. Esmeralda uh, jibbers. It's the worm! All right, Hammond Cleaver are out. I'm ready to rumble. It's got to smell the ham. Can we break off a truck of the ham and throw it off into the water to see if we can, like, trick no the, you may the not beast. sir you may uh, not that's my hand that, that's why i asked 
I understood. You Not know touching what? Touching your hand. Just this once. Just this once. Yes, you may have a bite. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for sharing your ham. How? <laughs> <laughs> mm, that's that is actually, the proper. That's actually really good. Wow. I it's, mean, it's seasoned it's very by all tender. the asses I've beat with it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's salty. And, well, mm -hmm. and the salt in that makes all the worms still like sticking in your gums, like shriek. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, kids? If you have worms, eat ham. That'll cure you. That's science in the 1800s. <laughs> so you Give that the, the more you talk. know. Gift queued up. Uh, the more you fucking know. Nope. So uh -huh. you nope. spit uh -huh. out a wad of ham out uh -huh. into the bog. Uh -huh. Found it. Yeah. Ham cures worms. You just literally did all of the. Know. You just did every single. <laughs> I don't know what number it was. I just <laughs> did all of them. All of it. So you spit this wad of ham into the bog, and you see something under the waters with the lamplight begin to thrive, and rearing up is this giant worm it is black and white and striped and covered in green black muck dripping down its scaly body and it looms over you it has overly large size like lips or mandibles with no eyes but it regards you with this gaping maw and says reminds me of my ex-husband Tasty things. This salty, salty meat is good. It's not often I get salt. I'm gonna have to give oh. up my ham, aren't I? No, I um, I, I, I am a reasonable worm. I won't eat all of you if you make me an offering instead. Well, if you like, eat all of us. If you like the salty meat, I have to tell you that more of that's coming from that direction. And I point to where the pigmen oh, yeah. are coming from. Yes, but I'm hungry now. So fix it or it's all your problem. Oh, oh great bogworm. Uh, in exchange for all of us getting through I, I will give you my beloved weapon slash snack, my gigantic hunk of ham. Know that it pains me to part with this. And uh, I mean that in a physical sense because I'm at this point experiencing ham withdrawal, but I am I'm willing to give it up uh, if you'll let us pass. Hi. Care not of your suffering because it is exquisite, but I will take your salty hand. And the worm just like All opens right. its gullet far too wide for just swallowing the ham and gobbles it up with a large gout of bog water. Nice. Bog water does go well with ham. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's another the more you fucking bog know water. gif. Okay, oh, fine. Water. 
The more you fucking know. I need to update these things. They are old. And <laughs> they they definitely look like eight bit, which I love. Yeah. Um they're great. I like you cycled that gift three times in a row. I don't know if that's intentional. So you were able to meander out of the bog and as the road continues to wind around and around, as you're heading in the direction of that church, it rises in a long, steep curve towards the church. But first, it passes through a briar and bramble-thickened stretch of woodlands. You can see... We get some of that. Okay. You're going to move in to like get the... some... Yeah, briars and brambles would be good anti-pigman. Like we could use it like barbed wire, basically, if we mm -hmm. can safely harvest it. I was gonna say, how are you gonna pick up gloves. that stuff without hurting yourself? Well, I've you got had a cleaver. If only you had something big and meaty, you could just jam in there and yank. Stick in there and yank. No, um, well, I have a cleaver, so I could. Theoretically, cut it off at the root, but getting down to the root would be really difficult. So I could inject um, it with the parasite. I, I don't think that would help. Well, actually, <laughs> that wouldn't work. Oh, okay, <laughs> Doctor Scientist. Um, I don't think I have the means to uh, harvest briars, which is tragic, really. You think I would have brought like tinted? Oh, hey, I've got um, like it says uh, some assorted tools. Which tools are those? Does that include a pair of gloves? Tell me. I don't know what you do in your spare time, Sir Shuttle Pudget. What type of tools well, might you have? I'm a ha I'm a hamsmith. Um, meaning that I, you know, work in the medium of ham uh, towards the greater perfection of the art of pork. So I've got a pair of heavy-duty gloves, a hammer, chisel, sandpaper, um, you know, bottle of Gatorade, some duct tape, that sort of stuff. Um, I'm going to put on the gloves and harvest some briars. First, Would that make be a brawn check? Uh, it will be, but first I want you to make me a wit. Oh boy, that's a 1D. Okay, let's see how okay, cool. lucky I am. Hey, how about a nat 1? How's that grab you? You know, when you first said 1, I thought that was a 1-year-old, and then you confirmed you rolled a 1. It's like, okay, that makes sense. Um, so you move in to make your you know, collect briars. Uh, so roll me a brawn check as you do so. See if you can do so without injury. All right, let's see. Uh, yep, that's a six and a five, so that is a pass. So you do this flawlessly. You, wearing your hand gloves, you're able to hand-fistedly get a large amount of briars safely, but it's not until after you've gotten a large amount of briars that you can see that you're being watched by many pairs of eyes like flickering and glowing in the light, and you hear then the sound of gnawing and chewing as the hogmen within this copse 
are chewing at the tree trunks, <laughs> almost like deranged like porcine beavers to bring down trees upon the path. They squeal uh, as they you see that you've noticed them after uh, you have accumulated all of this brush. Um, can I wave the brush above my head and yell really loud and see if I can't scare them away? I don't think hogmen are that bright, right? Sounds like you're dead. Uh, do you want to make a will check on that? Yeah, sure. Come on. That is a three. That sucks. Oh, well. It was worth so, the pigs look at you, they stop chewing, <laughs> which is when you finally realize how much noise has been the entire time. So the absence of noise is sometimes louder than the noise itself. They squeal, and it sounds like they laugh at you. And then they start <laughs> trumbling towards you for the attack. Uh, any of the other of you want to do something as you're seeing the scene unfold, or anything you want to do to intervene? How many of them are You think you see three of them? It's hard to tell. Three. So That's not too bad. Let me see here. I can take on two of them. Uh, I I have my syringe and my parasites. Uh, and I tend uh, I have a regular sandwich. Don't forget about your special abilities and the items that are in your uh, inventory if you want to use anything creatively. Is, uh, is Esmeralda going to jump into action and, and save me? I think you're playing her, Ian, since she's an NPC. Oh, she's uh, contemplating. She's about to say, are you, are you going to put out... <laughs> yes, Hell of course. Yeah. I'm, if so, I'm gonna slip you that pork log so good. When we get mm. to the church, we'll have a massive orgy. Don't worry about it. He uh turns to you, um Mr. Tom, and uh, as she frantically unbundles the large bundle on top of the, her ass and uh, hands it to you and says, take this. Uh, she uh, whispers something inside the ears of the donkey, kisses on the cheek, and then smacks its ass and sends it hurtling towards your direction, uh, Sir Shortle Pudget. And there is a terrible montage that we're going to condense for sake of time, uh, but involves a donkey running headfirst into three very hungry hogmen, uh, a lot of squealing, a lot of shrieking, a lot of braying, and a lot of just meat being torn and th like in many various ways. It's a little bit like well, something, a blood montage out of the Evil Dead franchise. Gouts and everything. You know what? I'll bet you a dollar that um, like pigs would straight up eat a donkey if if one were led into like a pen of sufficiently large pigs. I bet they would. Um, IRL pigs are terrifying. They'll eat anything that slows down long enough. Yep. So you could imagine the horrible crunching sound and screaming that you can hear as it takes several agonizing minutes for these hogmen to eat a live donkey. 
it is traumatizing for everyone involved except for the hogmen who are very thrilled we should probably <laughs> leave while they're busy yeah agree yeah let's do that i get to keep my uh, brambles though right yeah my dumbass brambles okay cool esmeralda looks at you and, and says uh, esmeralda looks at you and says save him for later sailor <laughs> She's going to scourge me. It's going to be so awesome. She's so horny. You say that like it's a problem. I don't. Oh. Well, let's get to the church then. Uh, so, in that case, um, the road winds and eventually leads to the church. It is darkened and forlorn as if all faith was abandoned before it itself was abandoned, and it just seems to be ah. drenched in too many shadows. The doors are standing open. Yeah, deserted and church, God is gone, it warms the cockles. It roasts your hands. Yeah, roasts my hands. <laughs> So the lot of you run inside the church. So this is the time, and you need to act quickly because the hogmen are upon us to fortify this church as much as you can. And then the final assault of the hogstorm plays out as a montage that we all decide as a group. So we'll be able to have that action-packed climatic ending still within time for our format so what yeah, are the things nice. that you do with the supplies you have gathered to fortify this church how many doors are there so this is a small church you have the uh doors i will say unless anyone wants to contradict i'd say it's just the entrance doors and then you have your was that the main nave and I will say it's a shotgun church. How about that? With a uh, spire at the top of the sanctuary. Okay. okay. So, um, which one of us, whichever one of us is the best shot, should take the what the hell is that thing called again? Archibus. An arco what? Archibus. Uh, yeah, take that up into the steeple for the high, you know, the the clear view shot. And I think we should board and bramble the front entrance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Any other ideas? Um, that... uh, are there pews? We can pile some pews up in front of the door. That's what I was just thinking too. Yeah. Or like, can we break some of them apart and like board things? Like the, are there windows? Did we talk about windows? I know there's the one door. I would imagine there are windows uh, or stained glass or otherwise. The nice thing is this is set up for your cinematic ending. So as a group, would you like to take a 30-second timeout and describe what this church looks like from your perspective as you're first entering into it? Yeah, uh, I would. Um, so this was the Church of Latter-day um, Guns. Uh, so there is like... Terminator. Uh, this is England. Yeah, this is like... it's. We, we go in there and it's Terminator 2 when Sarah Connor goes to her secret vault in the desert. Um, but they're all muzzle loaders. But I mean, there's like, it's yeah. very, it's very dry. <laughs> so nothing's, the gunpowder is fine. 
I, I want to yes and that, but I will say this is England, and they do not have the same gun nut culture that America has always had anymore. No. That's why the church failed. Come on, e. I mean, in, okay. 17, in 1780, which is when this is set, there was definitely guns. Okay. Yeah, so, but but they were they were somewhat regulated. They mainly belonged to like the soldiering class, right? Well, maybe this church was uh, uh what's it? What's the word? Billeted. It was, uh, or, or maybe, maybe it was built on the the site of uh, a shrine to Mithras. The Romans were there, and thus you know soldiering is celebrated there. Yeah, we is could there make like that a work. sword of armor, possibly, that might fit one of us, kind of? <laughs> in a church? You don't Do they know just that? put suits of armor in churches? Look. I was giving you a scene that you could, to like, play this out. This isn't a game genie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the yeah, church that's of the sad. genie. And like, we, uh, we, rub the, we rub the giant lamp, and the genie comes out, and we wish to kill Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Oh jeez! I'm taking I'm taking over for a second. All right, go, go. there are three windows on each side of the narthex, or not narthex, the nave. Um, Thank you. We smash apart the uh, pews and board them up. Um, the altar, we knock it uh, over and carry it over to the door to barricade that as well, since the altar is probably super heavy. Um, if there's a cross hanging anywhere, I'd like to desecrate it real quick. But uh, <laughs> after that, I think we're good to go. How are you planning on desecrating this church? Uh, put the cross up my butt and deny the Holy Ghost at the same time. That ought to do it. I imagine your character would be able to do a poop spray. Just bend over. Yeah, I can do out. that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've been eating like unrefrigerated ham for days so yeah that's a good idea too <laughs> yeah so I, I desecrate the church and then uh yes and then the pig men come i think and es uh do the pig men have enough. commanders oh i'm sorry go ahead oh i was going to say Esmeralda looks in horror and, and goes i should have mentioned that i'm a catholic <laughs> Uh, I, I apologize. I don't think. I don't. I don't think this is gonna. I don't think. Listen. Look, it's this is England. Me, it's you. This is England. Catholics yeah. are not welcome. They have to be Anglican or Protestant. You know. Yeah, it really depends on the year because boy, howdy, that echo and back and forth sing, a yeah. whole lot. So yes, being a nondescript year, <laughs> I don't know. It is, no, it is 1780. It is literally in the literature. Oh, I just, I guess I missed it was, was 1780. So. Yeah, that makes a oh, difference. 1780. Yeah, huge difference. Cause 1780 would be very War. Church of England, I believe. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It does say curse corner of 18th yep. century England. So, well, there we go. Well, I'm I mean, sure I didn't want to bring it up when you were talking about Victorians, which is you know 100 years later. But yeah. oh, true. So they uh, they ditched the Puritans by then too. Um, by the time that we're in, and by ditched, <laughs> I mean expelled. <laughs> all right. Um, so well, you still lay out a good aside, portion of 
whatever the faith of Esmeralda and the church notwithstanding, I'm pretty sure I would have offended. So I'm I'm going to apologize and promise to uh I don't know. I mean I'm gonna slipper the old pork log later. I might as well promise to convert as well. Um <laughs> it's you know, I'm I'm a gouty magnate. What do I care? Yeah. Industrialists lie all the time. Yeah, it's not the first peasant exactly. you've ever lied to. No, okay. nor will it be the so, last. If we are taking that, then that is part of the montage you have of breaking the pews down, uh, moving the altar, may or may not desecrating a church, may or may not giving us more of the pork log, may or may, have a bunch um, of guns. May, or may not, <laughs> definitely not being a bunch of guns. Ah. And. Uh, I'm so, not sure if, por if pork log is a real term, by the way, but I'm glad that I've introduced it into the conversation here and that it's taken off. Because I think I could pork say log ham loaf. Is... Sausage roll? <laughs> ham loaf. <laughs> What's it called when you just take a tube of sausage, breakfast sausage meat, like the, the whole one, and just put it on a smoker for like hours? I've seen people do it, but I don't know Delicious? what it's called. Yeah. Has your mom done that yet, Charles? Uh, this is not a uh, your mom sausage? joke. No. His his no, mom no, no, no. has a, yeah, my a mom is... very fancy smoker. Oh yeah, it's not. It's it was because... not a your mom joke. No, it's funny because Paschke, who is also a Charles, has a smoker and does a lot of meat smoking. So I was very much like, "What is happening here?" Yeah, um, my mom has been experimenting with smoking all kinds of stuff, but sausage, no, not yet. So that'd be damn good, though. I mean, twice smoked bacon is amazing. Just saying. Mm. Smoked spam, really good too. Okay, so great. <laughs> that leaves us with a dramatic three minutes to do a closing montage of the tidal wave of hogmen that slam into the church, testing your fortifications. I'd like each of you kind of in order, uh, first off with Katarina and moving uh, to Shirtle and then lastly Tom. Give me like some of these snapshots of the montage as the pork horde is beginning to slam up against pork the church horde. to try to force its way inside. All right. Uh, I take my disgusting cloying perfume bottle i make the men look away and i tear a piece of my petticoat <clears throat> and i stuff it in the neck as the tiniest oh. stinkiest molotov cocktail ever let it on fire throw it out uh, that Onto would actually be pretty effective like legitimately yeah. those aromatic volatile compounds yeah. are quite yeah. flammable yeah. Although, um, and, you know perfumes are generally in alcohol so yeah, I love it. So you have this stench of burning old woman smell at the same time as tasty roast hog smell, like from the outside, a lot of squealing and crunching sounds. Love that scene. What follows yeah. that struggle? So um, as the poor cord crashes against our fortifications, like a mighty ocean tide, um, these porky hands start, you know, trying to grope their way through our boards over the windows. And I'm just running up and down each side of the building with my cleaver merrily lopping off arms and hands, just chop, 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 chop. 
and uh, I may or may not be planning on eating the collected hands and forearms and so forth afterward. Now those would be good. Stuff. I mean, porkmen. Yeah, porkmen have got to be like edible, right? Like they're not yeah. human meat, so yeah. Mr. Tom. Well, since no one is taking dibs on the gun and the upstairs and the shooting and yeah. um <clears throat> well, I suppose it's my time to shine. Goes upstairs, loads the the rifle, looks out the scope, sees the pork men coming. Uh, tries to find the one that's closest or moving the fastest, leads the target slightly, and and hopefully um, actually shoots the pork guy, and I don't roll really poorly, and the gun blow up in my face, because um, that's how my rolls have been going tonight. So, as we're short on time... If the, if the pork court has, like, officers or leaders... Like mm. warlords, because that's who you'd be trying to snipe, you know. Yeah, it's a very the leader. Take out the, the, whole the horde. Yeah, I, I go for the fanciest looking of pork men and shoot at him. Nice. You've, it's hard to tell if you've hit or not because of the sheer amount of smoke that is released once you fire one of those. Uh, but you hear squealing and screaming in the background. Um, so you've done some preparations. The pigs are getting to push through your uh, barricades and they're getting to swarm in the church, forcing you to retreat up into your sniper perch close to where that bell is. Uh, as kind of like a final scene, is anyone wanting to climb up to try to ring the church bell to uh, bring a call for aid to help support or to scare away the pigs? Who wants to oh, yeah. make the final roll of the evening? I forgot about the bell. I mean, I'll I'm... do it. Okay, go for I've it. I've been the one rolling well, strangely. It's very unusual. Yeah. It's not normal for me. You shouldn't have said that, because now you have, of course, cursed yourself. Uh, I, I, yep. Let me, five, two, and four. All That's right, so... Yeah, it is. A five is a success. I, you I have, mean, I course... assume that brawn is the role. That's the only thing I can do. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> it is true. So, you climb up and you, of course, get bitten by a lot of bats in the belfry uh, along the way. <laughs> and you take one wound full of bat bites. But, other than that, you're able to ring the bell. So, there is this kind of closing montage that we see that you kind of have the super cut between bats biting you and then you finally dramatically reaching the bell and ringing it. It's transition to seeing uh, sun coming over the horizon. You hear uh, the sounds of infantry in the distance with loud trumpets and you hear the squealing and screaming of the hogmen as they trail off into the hills and retreat. Um, and all of you are a little bit more worse for the wear and you see kind of as the camera is panning out the Esmeralda is picking up all the hands and kind of giving them precursory little bites in each one to see if they're indeed edible. Hell yeah. And that'll bring this to a close right on time. And that puts us to our outro announcements, Charles. Thank you very much, Mr. Servas. And thank you, Astrid Mickelson, for guesting tonight. Uh, it has been simply wonderful. 
to have yeah. my good friend, my best friend, really, on the show. Um, so well, that's fun. You. And I liked playing with you, too. Also, yeah. <laughs> also, big thanks to um, Jim Rossignol and Marsh Davies, the game creators, for allowing us to participate in this madness. It was a lot of fun. Um, if you are interested in the teeth system or the Night of the Hogmen uh, scenario, you can find both at the link that's in all of our socials, um, also in the notes on this, wherever you're watching it, whether it's on Twitch, on YouTube. Um, if you're listening on podcasts, go to uh, Twitter, at Moncast, and uh, you can find it there. Um, so, uh, we have some cool stuff coming from Madness Heart Press, Madness Heart Games. Um, our room, uh, from Alexi Vea is coming, uh, very soon. I think it should be next week, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the exact date, but watch the Madness Heart Games, uh, Twitter at MHP underscore games for that release. Um, we have new books from Rat James White. Edward Lee, uh, and more, little old me. I have a new book out uh, called He Led Us Into the Wilderness and Spoke to Us. That's pretty cool. You should check it out. Um, that's pretty much it for us tonight. As always, thanks to Bog Wizard for our theme music. Those guys are the shit, and if you have not checked out their music, you really should. Stoner Doom that's, like, gamer-oriented. It's very good stuff. Um, so, from our little uh, clutch of weirdos to yours, um, hail Satan and have yourself a splendiferous evening. <laughs>